Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Seven reasons why people are leaving your church. Being that I have 16 years of pastoral experience, I've pastored three churches. I pastored for the first couple of years a denominational established church. I know what it's like to pastor an established church. I've given birth to church. Here's what I've learned um, as a pastor that I wish that someone would have told me when I first became a pastor is that there's a big, vast chasm between having vision and having idealism. Um, when I first entered the pastorate, I had the vision, but I was given and a slave to my idealism. God is not obligated to bless your idealism, but he is obligated to bless the vision. And what I mean by that is, is that when people begin to assume the pastorate and they begin to take over the pastorate, they have all of this, they have a vision, but they start giving themselves over without even realizing it to idealism. Now, idealism is they begin to add extra to the vision. So God tells you, you're gonna win your community. We start thinking things and saying things like, we're gonna win the whole city. It's impossible, no church will ever win the whole city. Why? Because there are other churches. There are other churches that might not be your church and they're doing a great job at whatever is it that God called them to do. You see what I'm saying? So we start embracing these uh, idealistic type of views. And then I fell flat on my face and realized that I'm not called to take over New York City. I'm called to take over certain people within New York City. All right. There's a humongous, fast difference between having the vision and having idealism. Idealism, God is not obligated to bless it. People are not obligated to follow your idealistic views. They're obligated to follow the vision that God really gave you. That took me stepping down from my first church to learn that. I grew that thing. I blew that thing out of the water in the sense of, oh, it grew. It, after about five years, I realized that I didn't have community with the people. And I realized that I had been leading my church with idealism and I hadn't really done the vision. So I gave the church back uh, stuff. So I decided, you know what, let me just start from scratch. That way I could birth the vision as opposed to maintaining a church. All right. Okay. Let's jump into number one is this. If you're still figuring it out, people will eventually leave. Now, what do I mean by that? Um, what I'm seeing is an epidemic of pastors not knowing their office. So who you are because are you a pastor or are you an apostle are you a pastor or are you a life coach are you a life coach or are you a chief apostle or a chief prophet or art prophet see what i'm saying now watch this if you don't know what you are people will ride with you temporarily until you figure it out and then after a couple of years if they see that you don't know what you are 
people will leave because they're not going to follow someone who's unstable in what they believe to be what God has called them to do. If you don't know thyself, the people that are following you, they will put that on you. Nothing wrong with that because who doesn't want the best for their pastor? Like, I, I get it. I get it. But if you don't know who you are, pastor, you're still figuring it out. You can't get mad if people leave because they don't want to be with someone who's undoing. They don't know who they are. Know who you are. If you don't, people will leave. They're going to leave. Goodbye. People are leaving. They're going to leave. Number two, if the cultural dynamic of your church is familiarity, you can forget about it. If folks are familiar with you and there's a, there's a sense of familiarity within your leadership, if your leadership was with you when you was an evangelist and then they helped you give birth to the church and now uh, they just been with you every step of the way, which is a blessing, which is a blessing. It could also be your greatest curse, which means they know you. If your church is fam too familiar with you, if you on that modern evangelical stuff, like it's walk together and, uh, and they just, and they bro in you, you know, like you just, they bro, you, they bro in Christ or you can forget about it. Familiarity, uh, almost, I almost quit the pastorate. True story about four years into my first pastor i almost quit the pastor i was a member of my church my i i went to bible school i finished that and then my pastor stepped down took over another church and i took over my own church i took over my church just one day i walked into the church and i just told my wife i said i think these people are tolerating me but they're not following me with the accept group of a remnant and that's when i began uh began the process of realizing that familiarity will also cause people to leave if you're so familiar with these people because you want to let them know that I, you're not bigger than me and i'm not bigger than you we're all together in christ we're all together in office we are not all together you know you know you, this new thing this new modern evangelical thing is pastors don't even use a title calling them calling your pastor by the first name what and then they get mad if you say something let your children call you by your first name hey bob hey alex what oh, let my let my 16 year old and my 24 year old ever try to even call me Bob that by my first name hey hey Alexander but for some reason pastors they get caught up with that like no 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 I'm good I'm good now don't let the title get to your head but there's a, the title is there for a reason is to kill the familiarity and I'm gonna tell you why familiarity will kill your vision because if people don't see you as the solution your advice is optional as your pastor, when I tell you to do something, it's not optional. Follow my instruction that I believe God told me to tell you. Do it exactly like I told you. But if we're in the same level, which in Christ we are, then when I tell you, okay, I think you need to give this up, I need to stop doing that, and let's fix this, it's optional because it's coming from my brother rather than my leader. All right, so guess what? Sometimes people don't want a bro. They want a pastor that will lead them. In the book of Mark, that Jesus could do really no miracles in his own hometown because they knew him. All right, so familiarity could also be another reason why people uh, are, are leaving. Oh, number three. Am I talking good? Say amen. Share this on your timeline. Okay, is pastoring is not preaching and teaching. If the central focus of your church is teaching and preaching people are going to leave pastoring a church is about developing a culture building a community within the ecclesia the called out ones 
This is not about teaching and preaching. Teaching and preaching will cause your church to become a revolving door. People need more than teaching and preaching. And I wish that some of the emerging uh, pastors and leaders would learn that. That your little five-point and five-week teaching series is not going to grow your church. It's not. That is the secondary response to building a community where people are growing together. Acts chapter 2 says they broke bread. They fellowship with one another. Uh, no person was above the other in the sense of financial economic status because that was big back then. And then the next verse says they continued in the apostles' doctrine. Do you see what I'm saying? How the emphasis was relationship, community first. Did you catch it? Not teaching and preaching. And that's why many of you are struggling because the teaching series are great. You know, your, your concepts and your deep metaphors. And let me just share a secret with you. Sometimes people don't need a two-point series. They need a hug. <laughs> One of my spiritual daughters this past Wednesday midweek Bible study just came up to me after service and said, uh, I need a hug. And I just I hugged them. I hugged them. And I just kept hugging them. This was outside in front of the church, in front of, in front of my, you know, I was on, we were on our way home. And said, so, Pastor, I just need a hug right now. They didn't need a five-point sermon. They needed, they needed organic relationship it's about building a community now watch this when you build a community listen to me you could be the most boring preacher they will listen and they will follow you to the ends of the earth that's what i learned very early that you could be boring you could be dry as heck but if you are a pastor that develops community in that house people will show up and follow you to the ends of the earth it's not preaching and teaching, y'all. It's relationship. All right. Number four is this. Listen to me. Listen to me. Hebrews chapter six talks about moving on away from the elementary things of the doctrine of Christ. Listen to me, pastor, and don't take this personal what I'm about to say. People can outgrow you. You want to know why? Because you taught them good. I feel the anointing on that one. Listen to me. People can outgrow you. Listen to me, you taught them so good that they're ready to leave the house. They're ready to leave the house. And there's an elephant in the room between you and them. You know it, they know it. As a matter of fact, none of your sermons anymore are ministering to them. I'll, I'll talk about myself. Yo, listen, I'm a beast when it comes to teaching and preaching. A, a vast majority of people in my house have outgrown my house and I have had that conversation with one or two of them I've told them this is all you're gonna get this is as far as I go like what you're requiring requiring from me I can't do because this is me this is as far as I go I told them straight up uh, this is it and it's not what you say it's how you say it you need to release them or launch some of them to become pastors hey pastor how long are you going to say they're not ready to launch that church? You need to launch them already. Because if you don't, someone else will. Don't take it personal. You want to know why? Because you're a beast when it comes to teaching and preaching and pastoring them. You did your job. You did your job. Write it in the chat room, Pastor. If you're a pastor only, I did my job. Listen, 
have that conversation and let them know that when they're ready to leave, that you'll give them the blessing. I have. I have done that. I recently did that with someone else that I knew, that I know for a fact uh, is going to be pastors. I just, I straight up had that conversation with them about maybe six months ago. I pulled them to my office and I said, listen, I know you're going to become pastors. And when that time comes, I'm here and I'm ready. In the meantime, uh, put a game plan together. I want to see and read the vision. Uh, I want to help you modify it and I want to help you make, I want, I want to help you make that vision happen. Right now, we're doing that in Connecticut. Right now, with one of my spiritual sons and daughters. Because if I didn't, someone else would. They've outgrown me. Okay, number five is this. Is if you are a pioneering pastor, or your church is a pioneering uh, prototype for something that God is going to do that's brand new, and you are a reformer, and your church is a reforming church. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Take what I'm about to say as advice because I went through this. Everybody that's with you is not built for that level of warfare. Let me give you an example. If you join my house, H-I-R-T, amazing church. Listen, and you can't handle the backlash of deliverance. If you're Spanish and you join my church and you can't handle your Spanish pastor friends acting up about my beard for that legalistic stuff, listen to me. If you can't handle people saying, why do you go to that church? All they do is deliverance, which is not true. If you can't handle the backlash of what I'm pioneering, I'm married to deliverance. There's no way around it. Who is there? If you can't handle folks going at you saying, Uh, Why do you attend that church? Why do you attend that church? Don't join my house. See what I'm saying? Now watch this. Pastor, the same is for you. God told Gideon, Gideon, you got too many people. And ask them this question. Whoever's scared and afraid, they can go home. Gideon asked, whoever's scared and afraid, go home. You can go home. The Bible says 22,000 people went home. Do you know what that is? 22,000 people went home not because they weren't loyal not because they weren't sons not because they weren't you know uh they, they were opportunists i'm just telling you what i know people are not everybody is not ready to pioneer with you they're not if someone just spent 30 years in some jezebel church of trying to get out of some religious denomination and they finally come to your church and you're trailblazing some new thing that God told you to do they're not ready they're not ready for they're too tired they're too tired they need to get to a church where the pastor is a healing ministry where they can be healed and they can grow in that thing and not be alongside the man of God who's pioneering a trailblazing path for some new thing that God that God is doing this is what I'm saying this is what I'm saying and it's okay let them leave it's all right it's okay some people are not built nobody likes to be nobody likes having to tell people I attend this church and then they get attacked oh you attend a deliverance church you go to that Pagani guy's church wow what's up with him what's up with that beard too what's wrong with this guy why he's always going at people on Facebook well, y'all need to stop acting foolish on doctrine and then I stop going at y'all. But that's a sidebar. Why you why he, why he always like he angry? People get tired of that stuff. So I don't get mad when folk leave. They're not built to pioneer it. They're not built to pioneer with you. 
They're going to leave. Let them go. It's okay. Did you catch it? Now, I use me as an example so that nobody take it personal that I'm teaching against a particular church. I use myself as the prototype in most of my examples. Number six, if you are in transition and your church is in transition, you can't get mad if people leave. Here's what pastors don't tell you. Most pastors in most churches rent from another facility or gather together in hotel rooms. Did you catch it? And sometimes it can take a church years before they get their own building. Listen, it could take some churches decades to actually save enough money to buy property. Watch this. So if you join a church that's in transition, pastor, if you are in transition, if you're renting from another church, just know that that community, that's not your community. You're just gathering together in a place. So here comes the, the family from another church that's ready to work. You don't got nothing for them to work. The community outreach pastor um, is feeling like, well, why does church don't do community stuff? Hello, this is not our community. Uh, we're renting here. People will leave. People, listen to me, it doesn't mean they're fake. Stop, don't take it personal. If you are in transition, sometimes people like a church and they go, man, I like it here. But they can't handle the fact that nothing is stable. Let me give you an example, which means if you're renting from here, the church that you're renting from can give you a notice next week and tell you, uh, as of the end of the month, you will no longer rent here. And guess what? You can't get mad at them. It's their church. The hotel can tell you at any time, we want to rent other to other people other than a church. And this day is your last day. If people can't handle the church being mobile for a season, well, that can be years. Don't get mad if they leave. Some people's feet are tired. They're not into traveling. Catch the metaphor. Okay. <laughs> next, next, point number seven. Point number seven is this. Am I talking? Am I talking good? All right. Point number seven is this. Look at this. People will leave your church if they don't know what the church is. Are you a church or are you a teaching center? Are you a teaching center or are you a revival hub? Are you a revival hub or are you a school of ministry? Are you a school of ministry or, are, or is this a ministry built around you? You know, which is nothing wrong with that. It's a ministry. This is what I'm saying. People will not stay if they don't know what the church is. And most churches uh, haven't fully defined what they really are because they're still growing in that. Let me tell you something. Defining who, if you say you're a church, but you operate like a school of ministry, you can't get mad when people leave because they really came looking for a church. Let me give you an example. A church will have ministry departments, youth department, uh, men's department, women's department, community outreach, singles ministry, children's ministry, all of this stuff, all of this stuff, right? A, a, a teaching ministry, a training center. Do you see what I'm saying? So when people, when families come to the church and they're looking for family-oriented messages of how to govern your family and you over here talking about the profoundness of the seven levels of kingdom, you can forget it. They'll handle that for a month or two. But if you keep teaching that stuff, after a while they're going to say, what about messages on how to be a good husband and good spouse? Like, what's going on here? Hi. Because I made the mistake early on um, with not being able to define, is this a church or is this a school of ministry? Like I went through all of that. If people and people have left my house, 
good people have left my house good families who have told me apostle I know I'm called to be with you I love this vision I love this house but I gotta attend the church that can keep my my young teenagers saved I'm gonna attend this house but on weekdays I'll come over here I have to attend this other house I have people in my house that attend another church on Fridays in my church we don't have Friday service um, um, because we don't have anything for their teenage children so they attend another church to get youth ministry okay so you have to define the thing of what is it your, your house is called to do so that when people join they know okay I'm not gonna get this type of ministry here if you joining a family house and you're trying to get trained in the apostolic the prophetic deliverance why are you joining that house because you know they don't specialize in that go find yourself a teaching ministry sit under that and get activated the next two are a bit more personal and this one these next two are not for everybody this is for specifically those of you that are pastors that are influential number uh, number eight is this if your church listen to me is personality driven you can't get mad when people leave listen there's no way around it now, this is not for everybody this is for some of you who are pastoring but you're also influential abroad through either internet or in your city or nationally or internationally all right listen to me there's no way around this one guys let me give you an example that's what happened to us in 2015 our deliverance ministry took off and guess what I'll be honest with you right now I got 250 to 300 people about 40 percent of my church now are there because it's Pagani they're not even there for Jesus I know that for a fact I know who are real sons and daughters of the house I know who are there for the fish and the loaves last Sunday last Wednesday not this one the day, week before I got on the pulpit for midweek prayer and I heard the Holy Spirit tell me fish and loaves and I knew what he was saying that a large percentage of these people coming are coming for the fish and the loaves they're not coming because they're following you they're coming for fish and loaves why very simple because the pastor of the church is an influential personality there's no way around that one and guess what guess what not everybody's built to share you with everybody everybody's not built to share you with everybody this is what I'm saying this is what I'm saying everybody does not want to share you with the nations listen to me listen to me everybody is not gonna share you with the nations Let, don't make the mistake delegate delegate write it in the chat room delegate guys delegate pastor if you don't delegate people will leave why because the people that will come including your leadership feel that you know uh, if you're not the one doing it then no one is doing it listen to me you're not Jesus and you're not the Savior you need to begin to delegate and give people hold people in high esteem so that way whenever you're not there it got so bad in my house in 2015 what listen they would just text people is a pastor gonna be this Sunday is pastor gonna be this Sunday is pastor gonna be this Sunday in the beginning I thought it was just general inquiry no it was if he's not there I'm not going 
And let me tell you something. I tried my hardest to break that. It was rough. It was rough. So you know what I started doing? I started taking long periods of time at church, not preaching on a Sunday. I would put, uh, delegate my leadership and some of my associate pastors. You preach for a month. You preach for another month. You preach for two weeks. I'll jump in in three months. See what I'm saying? Why? So the church could realize that with even without me there or there not teaching uh, or preaching, that Jesus was still there. All right. The next one, this last one, this last point is not for everybody. This is for those pastors um, that are, listen to me, that are influential. If you're influential, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. If you are a pastor in demand, listen to me, you cannot or rather itinerant ministry and pastoring don't work. Your church needs you to be a father figure in that house, developing and nurturing relationships and nurturing, cultivating uh, a sense of community in that house. Listen to me, I'm telling you what I know. The biggest curse that I wish that I could have curved was traveling. Listen to me, pastor. If you're a real pastor of a real church, listen to me. If you don't have a solid system to be able to deal with that in your house, if you open that door, listen to me, if you open that door of traveling and you gain a momentum, it will become the juggernaut that will cause people to leave your church because you're, watch this, even if you are there for every service, they will begin to feel, listen to me, they will begin to feel that you're there, but your heart is not there. Listen to me, you're gonna have to come to terms that itinerant ministry has to be the addendum to your primary vision. It cannot be the two. Now I'm gonna give you a solution for this of what I did. If you feel that this, listen to me, listen to me. That's why I used to cringe when prophets used to come to my house and be like, man of God, the Lord is saying nations, nations, nations. Baby, they had no idea that they would open up a can of worms in my house with that prophetic word. Because people were like, are you gonna be here? Or are you gonna be for the nations, pastor? Let me tell you something, not everybody's built to be with the pastor who's for the nations. I'm sorry, guys. I, I just, there's no way around that one. Now, I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you an example of how this happened to me. Uh, dude, um, if you feel that the momentum cannot stop and, and the prophetic words over your life about the nations is coming to pass, listen to me. Ordain your successor now. Ordain the senior pastor of your house now while you serve as apostle of your house. If For those that it's obvious that God is launching you to the nations because okay i watch this watch this watch this let me give you an example of how this happened to me one time and i'm going to be very honest with you about what happened to me one time i had gotten an invitation something to the event something to the magnitude of a mega fest type of event oh i was so happy oh i was like thank you jesus it fell on a sunday not a problem i just put one of my associate pastors to preach that day listen to me that Sunday that they wanted, I had a baby dedication. I had a baby dedication that I had to do. I had it on the calendar, a baby dedication. Listen to me, I had to choose which one. Because 
this particular family is not one of those families that I can say, hey, listen, uh, and they will understand and say, Pastor, we'll do it the following week. This is a great opportunity for you. You take that. No, this is one of those sensitive type of people that if I didn't do it, they'd leave the church. How many? If you're a pastor, you know what I'm talking about. There's some people that are very sensitive that if you don't, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Not only that was this event of that magnitude, it also paid a lot. It paid a lot. Not only that, it was a door that could have led to another door, but it fell on a Sunday. And I had a baby dedication that day. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I ended up saying no. And it hurt me. I said no to the event. I said no to the event. And I'm going to be honest with you. That Sunday, the glory of God did not manifest in the church because I denied myself. No, it was a normal Sunday in my house. Uh, the family said, thank you for the baby dedication. And it was a, you have no idea that whole Sunday. I'm going to be honest with you. It hurt me. It, I was hurt. I was mad. I was angry. I was like, I didn't take it as a test. I didn't take it as God is going to bless me. I was mad. It took me a couple of days to let that go. It took me a couple of days. I was like, Ugh. you know, like, because I had opened the door to traveling itinerary. And I had to juggle between pastoring and this opportunity. In that instance, listen, in that instance, I had not established a rule in my itinerant ministry that I don't do Sundays. But that particular event, in that instance, I was mad. These people have, no, I was mad. I was calling them these people that week. I was like, these people, man. Like, I remember telling one of my associate staff, I was like, look, let me tell you this, bang, bang, bang. And I told him the truth. He just looked at me like, like, what is he gonna say? Like, so then I, ref that's when I began to refine my itinerant ministry, guys. And I said, I've come to the conclusion that if you're building a community, of sons and daughters in your church and in your house. Do you see what I'm saying? Listen to me. Listen to me. Traveling itinerant ministry, they don't mesh unless they can't, they're not, they can't go together. Not in 2018. They're not gonna share you. A large percentage of your church will not share you with the nations. You're gonna have to give it up. Alright, so God bless you guys. My name is Alexander Pagani. I'm the lead pastor of Amazing Church, a.k.a. He is Risen Tabernacle, located here in the South Bronx of New York City. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.